Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Hello again. It's Wednesday the 19th of May. It's a beautiful day out there. Uh, Michael's off all this week. David Harvey in for him. Uh, This morning, the government's response to the issue of cuckoo funds, a 10% stamp duty on bulk buying of houses but nothing on apartments, and a Sinn Féin motion on affordable housing passes in the doll, but no one seems to notice. Confusion or what? Minister for European Affairs Thomas Byrne will be with us to give us a view on what exactly is going on. Over 80 students with special needs are going to lose out on a hot lunchtime meal from September after a community employment scheme in a county mead school is axed. Uh, Aintu Councillor Emer Tobin will be here with reaction to all of that. Uh, also, Chief Superintendent for the region, Christy Mangan, joining us as well. Uh, we've been chatting a lot this week about antisocial behaviour, and it will be interesting to get a view from the people who have to deal with trying to sort it all out. Uh, also, new parklets in Dundalk. Yes, there are places for people to sit as we focus on the outdoors, but they're not wheelchair accessible. So why did no one see the obvious when they were being installed. And we've news from the Guardi with the Crime Spot. Uh, we've the Enterprise Ireland Competitive Start Fund. Uh, that's something you might like to get involved with for your business. So lots on this morning. It's all happening between now and 11 o'clock. And if you want to comment on anything on the programme, you can contact us now. We're on text. We're on WhatsApp. It's 86 658 And obviously available all across social media. But first this morning, the availability of housing uh, was expected to get that uh, so-called shot in the arm yesterday as proposals were brought to Cabinet to do something about the so-called cuckoo funds. Well, what we've ended up with is 10% stamp duty on bulk buying of houses, but nothing on apartments. And then last night, a Sinn Féin motion on affordable housing passed in the doll, but no one seemed to notice. Uh, Confusion? Well, it seems to be. Anyway, the Minister for European Affairs, Thomas Byrne, is on the line. Good morning, Minister. Good morning, David. Thanks for coming on. And by all accounts this morning, um, and reading in the papers and on online and so on, differences at Cabinet about uh, the measures on the cuckoo funds, many saying they don't go far enough. Uh, Catherine Martin, for example, the Green Party deputy leader, saying apartments are housing too. So do you think you've um, kind of dropped the ball and there could have been much more done about this? Well, look, only a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even just last week, I think the same opposition TDs were looking for a stamp duty resolution to be brought in. That's been brought in today. Uh, to bring a 10% stamp duty uh, on the bulk buying of houses. And that's really, really important because that will put off uh, cuckoo funds from investing in housing estates. Um, and that's going to come in today. So so that's immediate. Um, these things can't be just simply done 
on a whim. They have to be done in a robust way that's going to withstand scrutiny. And there's no, no one's going to overturn it or no court is going to find uh, that it shouldn't be done. So, so that's really positive. That is happening from today. If you're buying um, bulk buying in housing estates, you will have a 10% stamp duty. And by the way, stamp duty is not something that people or investors can put on loans. or can, That has to be paid uh, to the revenue uh, pretty much immediately. Yeah, in the UK, so, it's 17%. Yeah, well, we've, we've brought in a 10%. We've increased that um, from 1%, in fact, because it's 1% on properties under a million euros. So we've, we've basically put it up by 10 times uh, what it is. So the cost uh, to an investor of bulk buying property uh, in terms of the taxation is now 10 times what it was yesterday once we vote this through today. Mm. Um, and I think that's really positive, and it is going to change the situation there. Look, it's like everything else. There's a place for all of these. Um, but the problem is that investors come in and then they start they start moving into to towns competing with first time buyers, and it's just it's gone too far. There is a case in some areas, and the government has recognised this. There are some developments, particularly of apartments, that simply would not happen uh, except for investors, and that's that's just the truth because of the cost of building apartments. And we're talking about multi multi unit apartments. We're not talking about own door apartments. For example, in a lot of a lot of the areas in Loudoun Media, maybe a block of four, and you have a two bed underneath and a three bed on top. Um, they're they're not part of that. They're considered housing, um, so so they'll still be subject to the bulk buying. For example, um, these are the but, duplex things. I think that's that's yeah. That's like they, they, they're about. not yeah. they're not under this. Yeah, but but apartments. I mean, they, they, I I know I happen to I happen to live close to um, a place that is going through this particular um, situation of of huge amount of apartments about to be built or potentially to be built, okay? Um, there are no houses in that particular development. It's purely apartments. Um, there's something like 350 of them. And it is well known that the uh, developers, or it's certainly alleged that the developers, let me put it to you this way, have absolutely no intention of, of, of flogging them into the market. Um, in fact, they won't have the money to develop the thing anyway because it's such a huge undertaking. They will literally pass on the planning permission uh, they will be the developers, but they pass it on to a fund who will own them and rent them um, in perpetuity. Now, that's just not good enough. Well, our problem is, uh, David, that the analysis that the government has done, and this is a problem, and it's very easy for opposition to come in and attack it, but the analysis we have done shows that many of these apartments simply would not get built, uh, but for the but for these investors coming in. And if they weren't built then... What it has is it has a, obviously an immediate knock-on effect on housing supply, and that has an effect on housing prices. So we want more and more supply. So whatever we do in terms of turning away investors, we do not want to damage the supply of housing because ultimately that's the main driving force uh, behind the price of property. So we want to make sure there's a lot of houses built. First of all, we want to make sure that the state, the Irish government, is building a lot of houses. That's the first thing on our agenda, but that there is a role for the private sector, which lots of the opposition deny, but there is a role uh, there for builders, for trades people, for craftspeople, um, for, for, for small developers as well, uh, to make sure that they can you know, get employment out of this and increase the supply of housing as well. Uh, so, so we're trying to, it's a balancing act actually to make sure that supply increases, but we do not want uh, cuckoo funds coming in uh, where there are other people there uh, who would build houses. The problem with apartments, and particularly these multi-unit apartments without own doors, I mean, they're, they're extremely expensive to build. Uh, you talk about the car parking underneath, usually you talk about lifts, etc. They're just very, very expensive, and they're not really um, easy to build. Uh, so we just want to make sure that they c- continue to be built. Uh, and that, I mean, this, this can all be looked at on an ongoing basis, as, as we're doing. 
Um, but if they're if they're not built, it has a massive knock on effect uh, on, on on housing generally in the country. Okay, just give me give me your sense of what happened between um, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, and the Green Party yesterday, because clearly Catherine Martin, who's the deputy leader, possibly could be the leader of the Greens by the end of the year. She she, you know, she says, look, apartments are houses too. Um, how many people? 15, 16 people, people sitting in that room. I mean, how, do, how the hell did she not have her spoke or didn't know what was going on or seems to be uh, at, at odds with the rest? Um, how come you weren't able to find that kind of um, universal view about going forward on the apartments? Well, I think actually we have. Um, well, she says you haven't. She said apartments are homes too. Well, the cabinet meets, they have discussions with three parties in government. Of course, you're going to have differences of opinion. I mean, look, we've, we've come from a Fine Gael government on its own. We're radically changing the housing policy uh, of that because we're now in there and we, we want to do that as a key objective going into government. Um, but you're never going to get everybody agreeing. But what happens at cabinet is that people you know, may have a discussion and the better and the more robust discussion that we have, the better. Um, but then once cabinet makes a decision, then every cabinet minister then is collectively bound by that, even if they personally don't agree with it. I mean, that's simply the way our government couldn't... Yeah, but well, then you should it. shut up. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Nobody, nobody's been told, no, nobody's telling anyone no, to shut you, up. No, but you say, you say they, everyone's bound by it, then everybody should get into the into line. Well, I, I mean, you know. Quite frankly, quite frankly, I wasn't aware of what Catherine Martin said. No, well, actually, no, she did just, say that. That's exactly just, what she I'm just, said. I'm, just giving, yeah. you, I'm yeah. just giving you the actual factual position yeah. of cabinet collective responsibility. That's no, no, but if, if it were you, you'd toe the I mean, line. You wouldn't, be, go, you wouldn't be going rogue on it, would you? If, if it was you, you'd be towing the line. You wouldn't be going rogue on the issue. She's saying apartments are homes too. Well, uh, the, 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 you know, the implication there is that the apartments weren't covered by this, therefore she is at odds with the rest of the Cabinet. That's all. Well, okay. I, I, I totally agree with her that apartments are homes, homes too, and I want to see those homes built. And the difficulty, I suppose, looking at the, and I wasn't involved in the discussion, but the discussion Cabinet would have had about this and the analysis that was done is that those homes, as Catherine rightly describes them, may not get built if we brought this in. That's, that's the danger. Now, this can be do, uh, subject to ongoing, constant review, and it will be, undoubtedly. Yeah. We'll be watching this like a hawk. But we want to make sure they're built. Yep, and, I know, and, and, and I understand that. And I, I think we, 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 no, but I think we all, we all recognise, and, re- and, and in fact, I was speaking to Damien English yesterday, and we, re- we recognise, and, and I said it to him, that there has been a lot of work done. I don't think there's enough credit given for that. But... The point being, what's the point in having them built if no one can ever own them? You know, that's that's the point I'm really making. That 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 won't that that won't happen. I mean, ultimately, there's a market race. We've we've been very careful. One of the things that we get criticised sometimes for is the central bank rules, but actually, the central bank rules have kept a lid on prices as well, and they're really really important. Uh, and the deposit rules, etc. We want to do that. We we need to make sure, first of all, we've a vibrant rental sector. We've brought in. A, a, a fairly advanced form of rent controls over the last number of years, and Fianna Fáil was to the fore and uh, looking for them uh, to keep a lid uh, on the price of rentals. Um, always with that, though, you have to balance, like, are you, are you, going, to, are you going to have less bills? We need more and more built all the time. But the main thing that we're trying to do in government is have, have the Irish government involved in building houses and apartments. So we're building social houses, we're building affordable houses, we're building social housing for people on higher incomes, which is known as cost rental. And with the Land Development Agency, which actually is going to have a hugely radical impact on, on housing supply because the Land Development Agency is now going in, taking up sites that the state owns, turning them into housing effectively. But what's that the net effect of that actually is? It's going to have a huge impact on the 
price of development land generally, it's going to lower it generally, and that's going to have a huge effect on prices. That's, that's my estimation of yeah. it, because they'll be able to go in and swipe up st- state sites. They'll have an advantage over the rest of the market. So the price of development land is going to go down, mm. and that's going to have an impact. So okay, well, and, 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 that, and that is good news. That is good news. Can and, I and none of this is going to happen today or tomorrow, except the stamp duty rate is going to be passing the bill today. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's been happening already. We saw... We saw, uh, um, you know, the minister turning the sod on affordable housing last week in North, in North County Dublin, and where the highest price I think is two hundred and fifty something thousand, the very highest price for a three bedroom semi detached house uh, in an expensive area. So there's more of that to come, and there's a lot of talk. Oh, Dublin, it's, we're going to be charging four hundred and fifty. Actually, it's nearly half that is what is going in the, in the latest uh, affordable housing. So there is huge hope on the horizon. We are not going to complete this in the next few months, but I'm telling you. This is the primary focus of government uh, over the next few years. Okay, well, everybody must have been very tired last night because um, I'm reading a tweet here from uh, Deputy Owen O'Brien, who's the Sinn Féin housing spokesperson, uh, 10 hours ago. Well, that was embarrassing. Three government ministers in the chamber didn't vote for the government amendment to the Sinn Féin motion on affordable housing, nor did they vote against the Sinn Féin motion. So our proposal to double capital investment to deliver 20,000 homes to meet social, blah, 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 uh, passed, etc., etc. Why was everybody asleep last night? Well, I wasn't there myself, um, I, so I, I can't answer that question as to what exactly happened. Quite frankly, sometimes uh, we don't vote against these motions because motion is not the same as a law. And I think that's the reason. So every week we have Sinn Féin and the opposition putting forward motions. We'd like all this. But what is the government doing? We're putting in place a law to make a lot of what they're looking for happen, actually, uh, in terms of the, the, the um, like Sinn Féin last night wanted an average purchase price of 230000 in Dublin was one of the points. Actually, that estate I talked about it in Lusk uh, last week, the average purchase price, I think, is a bit less than that. So what we're trying to do is not just calling on the government to do this, that and the other, or talking about it, which effectively is what a motion is, but actually passing a law to make sure all of this happens, so to make sure the state builds more, to make sure of the shared equity scheme, to make sure we have um, 20% affordable, to make sure we have this first-time buyer's guarantee as well. So that all has to be done by law, and that cannot be done in one motion. So, yeah, last night, Sinn Féin can have a great night on social media. But what's happening is, in the real world, preparations are underway for an actual delivery of a lot of houses by the state and making them affordable uh, to people uh, all around this country, particularly young people starting off uh, and, and looking for, for family homes. OK, could I, could I move on to something else, if I could, Thomas? Um, the um, Northern Ireland Protocol, and this is this is steadier ground for you because I know you're the Minister for uh, European Affairs, so it's something that is, um, I won't say close to your heart, but something that you have to deal with day in and day out. Um, I had uh, Jim Wells on the programme the other morning and he was speaking about his great friend. He said he knows nobody, no one knows Edwin Poots better than he does. Uh, I have to say I was somewhat underwhelmed uh, in terms of my view of Edwin Poots as a progressive individual. Um, what is your view now of what's going to happen to the Northern Ireland Protocol and where will the DUP sit on this? Look, the Northern Ireland Protocol is here to stay. Uh, that's the first thing. It's agreed between the British and the British government and the European Union. Um, it's exactly as the British government described it when, when it was first announced. There are no differences. Um, we're working with the European Union um, to make sure it works as effectively as possible. Uh, we, we in the Republic of Ireland are actually suffering more consequences of Brexit than those in Northern Ireland. You know, there are more disruptions to us but businesses are getting on with it. The, the government is giving huge support to them. They're changing the supply routes. And some businesses in Northern Ireland are going on with that as well. But about Edmund Poots, all I can say is that as a minister in the Northern Ireland government, he's always been really professional. And in fact, as health minister, he was key to working with the uh, government here on All-Ireland uh, uh, Cardiac Healthcare for Children, a really, really important initiative. 
So that's what North-South cooperation is about. Edwin Puth has been involved in that and one might say to the fore there. And I hope we'll see more of that. But what we need is certainty. We need these discussions with the, between the British and the European Union to, to continue, but to conclude relatively quickly over the next few weeks. Yeah, but you, you said you don't think that the new leader of the DUP wants to get rid of the Northern Ireland Protocol. He's, no, well, he, he, you said that. I'm not sure I said that. No, no, he, he, no I just said the Protocol. Well, you made these remarks over the weekend, and, 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 then, yeah. Ed, and then Poots says yesterday, the Protocol needs to be removed. It's hugely damaging to all the people of Northern Ireland. So you're at odds with this guy, and you, you represent our government. Yeah, look, and... and to be fair, Edwin Puth is at odds with a majority of the Assembly. With a majority of the world, actually, from what I can see. Well, yeah, but if you look even at the Assembly in Northern Ireland, there's a majority of members there, and you wouldn't know this in the British media, there's a majority of members there who support the protocol and want it to work. And yes, they acknowledge inconveniences, but those inconveniences are caused by Brexit, not caused by the protocol. So they want it to work, we've got to make it work, and the British government, I think, have to make sure that there's certainty there because what business is going to decide to invest in Northern Ireland when that uncertainty continues? So we need to bring this to a close. We need to move on. The protocol is actually working to a large extent. I mean, there are border control checks at Larne and Belfast. Goods are passing through, probably as we speak, uh, with little difficulty. There are some issues with a small range of products. And the European Union and the British government are working to ease them as best they can within the confines of what's already been agreed between the British uh, government and the European Union. Okay, well, it remains to be seen what will happen. All right, Thomas Byrne, thank you very much for joining us this morning, Minister for European Affairs, uh, and of course, Fianna Fáil TD for Meath East, uh, joining us on the line. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.